This is WPCast, the tactical podcast where we help you accelerate your business with WordPress. I'm Doug from PodWP, where we specialize in designing and hosting podcast websites. And I'm David from FatCat Apps, where we build WordPress plugins such as easy pricing tables and easy opt-ins that drive conversions. This is episode 24, Building an Audience, Becoming an Authority. Our guest is Matt Medeiros from Matt Report and Slocum Studio. So welcome to the podcast, Matt. Hey, yeah, it's, it's great to be here finally on you know, one of the most popular WordPress podcasts out there. So thanks for having me, gentlemen. Thanks. I think we're both really excited to have you here. And what we're talking about today is how we're really curious about how you built your podcast and how you built this audience. Because uh, if anybody here doesn't know, you basically have the WordPress podcast. I'm pretty sure you've got the biggest WordPress podcast and like your name just pops up everywhere in the WordPress community. And I'm sure you have a lot of interesting lessons and insights to share with all of us. Yeah. Yeah, the best thing is, is when you go out into the public, when you say you have the best WordPress podcast around, p- people look at you like, what the heck is WordPress and why do we even care about this? That, you know, so it, it sounds great for folks like you and I and, and great at WordCamps, but still not internet famous yet. But it's great to have the attention of a lot of people in the WordPress space. And I'll tell you how it really all got started was some sort of off the cuff idea. I was at WordCamp New York a few years back and, you know, I know you both have been to WordCamps before, maybe mm-hmm. some of your listeners have, or any conference really where you show up at a conference and you're looking around, you're like, yeah, I really want to talk to that person, be it a customer or a colleague or just somebody you're interested in. And that's what was going on. So you had sort of all these developers who were afraid to talk to the WordPress figureheads like Andrew Nason, Mark Jaquith, and you know, of course, Matt Mullenweg. And people were afraid to just talk to each other, too. And I was like, this is kind of crazy. This is going to change. People have to sort of get rid of that fear and be able to meet these people. But maybe they can't do it. Maybe they can't get to every WordCamp. And I said, well, I'm going to figure out some way to solve this. I didn't know it was going to be a podcast. I thought maybe I'd start blogging about it and just talking about the different personalities and in the WordPress space. And then, you know, podcasting was getting big back then. This was about three years ago and, or not getting big, but it was already was big or was making a comeback. And I said, I'm just going to turn on the camera and record something. And I interviewed one of the local developers who recently just uh, started working at Automatic, local developers to me in Providence, Rhode Island. And it started and just snowballed ever since. And I started interviewing more and more WordPress folks. And I said, well, how do I fine-tune this audience? Now that I'm just talking to WordPress people, I don't want to just talk to any old WordPress people, but I just want to talk to people who are building businesses with WordPress and sort of look at that and look at how they built their businesses so they could teach my audience. And that's how it all started. And it just sort of started off the cuff, like, I'm going to solve this problem. Didn't know what it was going to be a podcast, didn't have a plan for it. There was no goal in sight. There still might not be a goal in sight. <laughs> it's still just talking to people and discovering new things and new things that people are doing with WordPress. So it's that ever since. Cool. I think we resonate a little bit with that. We didn't have an exact goal in mind when we started. It just seemed like a good idea. And, you know, who knows where we're going to end up. You know, I think the thing about podcasting and and I'm sure you guys have seen this and and get these requests all the time like I do. and, And folks are just they just want to throw you into the the podcasting treadmill, right? They just, hey, can you be on my show? 
Can you, you know, I'll give you your 30 minutes, and then you give me my 30 minutes, and then we clean our hands and we walk away and that's it. And I get the next person and, and no one really cares about it. Just the way that you guys have structured show notes, the way you guys have thought about your process and just the pre-show discussion, I can already tell this is something that you guys are at least thinking of. There are people out there who are just doing it to do it as if it were, I have to do podcasts, I have to blog, I have to create content, and I'm just going to do this thing statically without really thinking about it. That's the danger because I really look at my podcast as something I put, and I know you guys do too, something I put a lot of work into. You know, so I hope that shows through and, I, and I, I don't treat it as some kind of throwaway media like, hey, you know, I'm just doing this now because this is the hot thing. And once this hot thing is over, like keyword stuffing, I'm going to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to continue with this and really treat it like, like a craft or an art. So how much time do you actually spend on your podcast? I'm curious about that. In the beginning, like we were talking about in the pre-show, the way I used to do it was, I think most folks here in this audience are probably familiar with Andrew Warner of Mixergy. Yep. And it, that was like the podcast. And I still listen to it, obviously. And, and that was like the, the one podcast I was really hooked on. And I really started it just like him. And pro tip, never copy another podcast because it just never, <laughs> it never feels the same. So I would do like the intro like, like he does. Like, today we're going to talk about this entrepreneur and how they discovered you know $1 million underneath their bed. And I used to start <laughs> like that that introduction. And I, then I used to do like an, a quick ad spot for like myself. It was just like ridiculous. So back then, I, I mean, I was probably spending six to eight hours per episode. That's from start to finish. That's from, you know, hitting the record button with the guest to doing the show notes and, and promoting it. And now two and a half years later, it's, it's really not that far off. It's, it's probably three to four hours now, probably half that time per episode on my end. Uh, I do have uh, an executive producer, Lisa Snyder, who I met through the show, and she helps me do some of the show notes. She does the pre-interview with guests. We're trying to kick it up again, like that Andrew Warner Mixergy style, like pre-interviews, getting the show notes ready for the show and give the, the guest a different kind of experience because I think that's important too. Like I just said, I think so many people are requesting guests to be on podcasts. I'm hoping that our process can, can make the guests feel a little bit different. So they say, huh, you know, that I'm going to promote the show a little bit more. Or I'm going to recommend somebody definitely tune into this show because I like the way they do things. So now about three to four hours, she's probably spending an hour or so per episode, or actually probably more than that because she's doing show notes, probably a few hours there. So total, long, long answer to a short question. It's <laughs> probably still six to eight hours, but my time is much less now. Yeah, I think for us, we're still spending less than that. But it is, it's also split two ways. And when we have somebody editing the show, that definitely helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I do have, I should have remembered that, I do have an editor who does, who pull it down from YouTube and uh, extract the audio, put the intro in, and then just upload the, the MP3 for me to Amazon and, and get it ready in, in WordPress for me. Nice. So I think one of the things that has gotten you to this point and has gotten you to this point where you're so successful is probably what you just described is like like this craftsmanship approach and how much uh, time and effort you're putting into this and you, you know you're thinking things through really well i would think that another thing that probably helped you grow is that you do have some pretty big influencers in the wordpress community on your show and those are probably very likely to at least tweet out the episodes and share it on facebook when they're on your podcast right 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your question about what makes it so successful yep. and is this good for, for our product space or our business space? Podcasting is, is very interesting. It's really relationship building. It's all it's doing. You're having a conversation, you're just happening to record it and then broadcasting it and sending it out to the world. It's definitely had a, a massive return on investment for me, but can I say that it actually immediately is like some Google Analytics measurement goal. Like, yes, I've converted you know 3% of theme and plugin sales because of my podcast this month. No, I, I don't measure it. Well, number one, I don't measure that. But number two, I don't see it as that. It's definitely a, a relationship-building outlet for me. And I just do it to have people know me, right? Get, get people to know who I am and what my company does. And I just try to be as transparent as possible. If you want to buy a theme on ThemeForest, you don't, you might possibly not know who that person is. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you want to buy a theme from us, most nine times out of 10, you've come across my podcast or you've seen it referenced on our site and you know that I run the business with my father. We started it six years ago. We employ people locally and we run the, the business like a family business because that's all we know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's just pure transparency and, you know, whether that's good or bad, I, I don't know. But the podcast, in terms of its, its success and what it does for me, it's, it's really that relationship building and, and letting people know, you know who we are without sort of you know, being some, some random company you're buying something from. That's an interesting point. And I think that's something that we're kind of missing out a little bit on. I mean, we, we have you on the show right now, but it's, at least when we initially got started, we actually decided to not do interviews at all. And now we're kind of slowly starting to add in a couple of interviews here and there, because it does seem like there's a lot of benefit to doing that. Yeah, I think what you really have to do is is think about your audience in this case. And, it, and it's actually something that I'm going to be changing come 2015. It's actually already slowly changing. So some folks who might be listening to this and listen to my show might realize that the shows used to be an hour long, just about, because I would just talk. We would just have a conversation. But now they're becoming a little bit more deliberate, and they're, they're going down to that 30 to 40-minute mark. And we're making our shows much more focused. And we might introduce things like seasons, where there's an overarching story for a couple months. That's and then really we take maybe... Yeah, then maybe take a couple weeks off because I'm not stupid either. There's, I mean, you, you guys are putting out awesome shows and you guys are going to have, there's always going to be some topic that, you know, when I'm up against you for a week, you might have a better guest on or you might be talking about something else and somebody's not going to listen to my show. And that's cool. And I, and I totally understand that. And I think the WordPress podcast space is going to get, it already is, super competitive, even though we don't look at each other for, as competition. People only have so much time in the day that they can listen to us. So my job is how do we do things, uh, not necessarily better, but how do we just do it a little bit different, right? And I think you guys are smart, not just hopping on the old interview train like everybody else, like myself. I'm just stuck on this train. I have to get off of it now. <laughs> uh, and I will slowly, you know, coming into 2015. I think in retrospect, actually, we did not completely realize how many WordPress podcasts there really are out there. Of course, yeah. you know, we were aware of your podcast and we made some deliberate choices to differentiate ourselves from yours, which I think has worked out so far. So I'm not sure how much of a zero-sum game it really is because we are, you know, very tactically and you're also kind of assuming that a lot of people probably don't listen to every episode because not every episode is going to be relevant to them. But it is a pretty crowded space, actually. How crowded yeah. was it when you were start, got started? That's a great question. You know, they're uh, Dre and Brad Williams who do uh, the Dradcast. I think they were still doing something. I think it was called WP Late Night, but it sort of tailed off when I started doing my thing. I mean, when I, I decided to do podcasting because I, 
was like, well, I don't want to start another blog. I already have a blog. I, I already know how difficult that is and how much time that's going to take. So I, you know, I did some quick research. I didn't see anybody else doing a podcast, so I hopped into it. Now, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. There was there was one. There was the website engineer Dusty Hartzler. So oh, I think he yeah. was the only other one, sort of cranking him, away. I met him a couple months ago. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Works for Automatic now. So he was like the only one that was doing it, and he was just doing very much tutorial stuff. You know, here's how to install WordPress the right way, that kind of thing. He was a plug-in review, that kind of thing. Um, but now there's, God, I mean, there's probably seven or eight that I could rattle off off the top of my head without even having to go hit the old search button in iTunes. So it's getting very crowded. Yeah, I think there's there's probably dozens. I don't remember uh, the exact number, but at one point I did just do a search out of curiosity, and there were a lot of them that came up, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I've never heard of. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's definitely an interesting space. I, from time to time, I write about it, and, I, and I've been writing about it since it really came to fruition when, and this is Inside Baseball, which will probably get edited out because it's too technical, but when WP Engine introduced the Torque Mag, you know, that's when I knew that, okay, now this, this company is really going to invest in content marketing, and the natural next step is going to be some kind of visual or audio media and now they sort of co-sponsor with, with Dradcast, and that's probably uh, their strategy behind that, to be out there. I actually thought they were going to invest a little, bit, uh, a little bit more and do their own thing. But that's when I knew, like, okay, th- this, this space is going to get crowded. This space is going to get real crowded real fast. And, and sure enough, it did. But it's definitely an interesting space. It's definitely one that's it's not like entrepreneur on fire or, or the general entrepreneur show or the general startup show like this week in startups with Jason Calacanis. It's funny. It's good. It's bad. It's, it's a roller coaster ride and, and it's just WordPress, which is the funny part. Even with just WordPress, you know, the range of topics is so broad. So, you know, you can really, you know, even niche down within WordPress. Yep. I think there's, you know, there's some podcasts that are just about WordPress plugins and that one, you know, you have material forever. The Marcus Couch, and we don't have to get into this, but the, the other side note was is we started at the same time, roughly the same time I started uh, the Matt Report. I started investing in YouTube for the studio side oh. because I knew that we were going to do product at some, at some point. In fact, we were already doing product, but we were just weren't doing it really well back then, and we had a different team back then. But we started doing the same thing. We started doing plug-in reviews, SEO strategy shows, and, and we still do. Uh, and we've been doing that for the same amount of time I've been doing the Matt Report, and we're up to five thousand YouTube subscribers. And you know, it, again, it's the same same kind of wheel. It's like the WordPress space is interesting. It's not everybody's there for the free information, like the free cheese and wine, and then they're and then they leave when the show's over. So it, it's it's kind of an interesting space. So you're doing the podcast, and as you mentioned, a big kind of thing that you're getting out of it is those connections to other influencers in our space. And then it probably also builds trust with the audience. And the next time they're going to buy a theme, they're more likely to buy something from you. But you also said you're doing the YouTube videos and you're doing content marketing on your website. You, you just sent me a blog post you wrote the other day. And I'm curious, are you like measuring any kind of return on investment with those? Because I've been thinking as well about possibly ramping up the content marketing, either WordPress related or possibly marketing related at Fat Cut Apps uh, in my business. But one thing 
that I'm thinking about is at least right now my lifetime value is really low. You know, I'm selling like a $29 product and it is very expensive both in terms of time or if you don't do it yourself, if you hire somebody in terms of money to produce content. So it might actually not be worth it because the lifetime value is so low, at least in my business. Yeah. you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on that. I don't know. <laughs> Let me pull up a chair and, and pour scotch, but it's eight in the morning. So that ex- that that blog article that I sent you probably took me, you know, six hours, seven hours to to write. You know, back forth screenshots, setting up a demo WordPress site. You know, just all the the fact checking and and just you know revising it. And you know, the the thing that I'm watching now, clearly, this is with our latest product, Conductor. Is you know, are we generating? more interest? Is there some kind of social you know, impact that this is making? Like, are people sharing these links? Are they getting it? A lot of these are how people can use our plugin in ways that they might not be thinking of, because it is sort of a, a semi-new concept. And so I'm just looking at it from when people read these, are, are they getting shared? Are they, getting, are they leaving comments? Are they nodding their heads? I haven't yet put a a Google Analytics goal on those and said, you know, this is making me X amount of dollars of revenue per month. I just want to make sure people get it if they actually understand what I'm saying. And, and I've been doing a lot of outreach like I did with you. My strategy with this is I'm going to look for other plugin authors or theme designers and use our product with their product and see if they get it. And if you get it, then I feel like, okay, you know, I'm doing all right with this. And, and that's basically the, the raw metric is if I share it with somebody and they say, yeah, this is cool, I'll, I'll share it, then I feel like it's a success. At some point, which is already happening, my SEO guy is going through and, and starting to strategize the site and start putting in all the goals and, and the funnels and, and analytics so we can start to tactfully measure that. But right now, as my job is just write the content and do like direct sales with the content. It's like the least scalable thing you could possibly do. <laughs> but um, it is something that that is my strategy. It's I'm going to teach people how to use this product and I'll do it by showcasing other product and then reach out to them and say, hey, look, you know, I wrote this article. Uh, using your software as well. If you think it's cool, I'd appreciate if you shared it. If not, no big deal. I'll move on to the next thing. And that's about all I'm doing with that right now. Yeah, I think it's, you know, especially in the beginning, I, I think it was a Paul Graham essay about do things that don't scale. Mm-hmm. You know, that just reminded me of that article where you never know what's going to work until you, you actually do it. And yeah. sometimes, you know, it, it may not make sense, you know, in a pure when you do these calculations in the beginning, but it's one of those things that can really just pay off over time. Right. Yeah. I mean, and just so folks are aware of the context, uh, we also, we're also just a WordPress shop too, right? So we do all of these products are funded by the, the client services that, that we offer up. And we do a lot in like small media, like uh, local magazines, smaller newspapers, like geolocation sites, like tourism sites, that kind of thing because we actually have a printed product that we also sell in our local market and a small publication, 40,000 copies a year. And so we use that to our advantage. Now, <laughs> the interesting fact is if I could, if I could measure that, th- all the media that we produce probably you know, is like a 20% influencing rate when I actually talk to people. So for example, I'll say, you know, they'll say, why do we pick you? you know, we find all these other WordPress 
agencies in this area, in Boston, in Providence, why do we pick you? Well, we can flex the same muscle. We all understand WordPress. We all contribute to WordPress community. We know the code in and out. And then our bonus is, you know, we've got 300,000 people using our themes. We've got this awesome new plugin that we've launched that moves content around like you've never seen before. Uh, we've got 5,000 <laughs> YouTube subscribers. I've got the most popular WordPress podcast. And they look, still look at me and they go, okay, that's nice, but still, why should I pick you? Like, I mean, how, how, how much more do I have to say, right? How much more do I have to, 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 to jump through hula hoops in this meeting for you? So it's still an interesting beast because they, people, uh, the outside world doesn't relate to WordPress like we do you know, right now. So you already mentioned Conductor. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about Conductor, the plugin that you yeah. just launched? And the marketing site is gorgeous, by the way. So anybody here should check it out, conductorplugin.com. I'm glad you like that because that site was actually supposed to be. It actually just started out as a landing page and it was one of those things that when we launched, we were like, oh, damn, we got to build out a whole site now and we didn't have time to, uh, to invest in, in full design. So we kind of just uh, expanded our landing page, but I appreciate that. So Conductor Plugin is a quick and easy way to display WordPress content in different views, right? And in different displays. And basically what that means to the person who might be new to WordPress is we do, if you were hiring a developer to show your portfolio in a grid, this plugin does that. If you are hiring a developer to show a membership table or membership list in a table, we do that. The article that I sent you works well with WooCommerce. We have an add-on that works with WooCommerce. So if you want to build your own WooCommerce pages, it does that. We're really trying to focus on taking content within WordPress and just making it easy to display that on any page or post or archive page or your homepage of your WordPress website. And it started with our local customers. And again, this might be something that, that doesn't scale. This is something that uh, I think a lot of people maybe say is the wrong strategy. And David, I kind of envy you for like the pricing tables idea because it's just so damn easy and smart and, and simple and, and people are looking for this. My plugin, on the other hand, I have to teach people what it is, right? People have to understand what it does. And the example was we had a, a bunch of clients in the, in the magazine and, and newspaper space. So they always want to move content around on their homepage, breaking news, featured articles, featured events. So we were building out these sites and they would call us up and say, hey, we got a new featured article or all of a sudden there's breaking news in the Boston area. We want to be able to make this article take up the big top of the homepage like you see on CNN or New York Times or any other like news site. So we were fiddling around and, you know, just, okay, here's another hour, put it on the bill and, you know, invoice them. And we're getting these requests all the time, more and more clients in this space wanting to do the same thing. So we said, all right, let's just, let's solve this. Let's, let's turn this into a widget and they can pick small, medium and large. That way they don't have to call us, you know, because it's just, it's always this back and forth thing. And then they can move it around the, the homepage wherever, wherever they want. But then they started saying, hey, how do I pull out from my sports category, my business category and, and the news so we said, you know, okay, we started digging a little bit deeper and, and expanding on that technology. And we allowed people to pull in any category and display it in different sizes, different shapes. And now, I'd say 70 days ago, right around WordCamp New York, so maybe longer than that, 80 days ago, that's when we really pulled the trigger on productizing it. And we had already been building it for like a year and a half. It was just a, a client-only piece of software. And then right about, about 30 days before WordCamp New York, we started productizing it and building it out and, and really sort of ironing out the features that we thought customers would want. So it was a very scratch-your-own-itch. Uh, we knew that it was working with customers because we were having customers use it. But it wasn't the model like we went out and solved a particular pain point for this 
this global audience. It's also something that I'm keeping an eye on. But it's great with content marketing, like I just said, is I can sort, sort of shape the message with content marketing to like build landing pages, build easy WooCommerce pages, instead of getting into the real technical details of, of what the plugin does. Yeah, I think, you know, just having, having looked at this, you know, it's incredibly powerful. But I think it's, you know, one of the, the tricks with this and, you know, similar other products, it's something that is really powerful, but it's tough to wrap your head around it, especially if you're yep. not a developer or you haven't come across this problem. For my own clients, you know, there's been so many of these instances where I'm messing around with different short codes or writing custom PHP and a whole bunch of custom CSS to make, uh, you know, layouts and structuring and moving things around basically the way what your plugin does with some pretty easy point and click choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's something I definitely recognize. And, and we're, now we're taking steps forward to solve that. We just released a free plugin called Note, N-O-T-E, wordpress.org slash plugin slash Note. And basically all that is is a front-end live edit text widget, right? So you're in the, the front end of your WordPress website, you're in the customizer, and you can just start typing text within the content uh, or the context of your WordPress design. And it's just a simple text widget. That's all it's there for. But the idea is that you can actually you know, see the length of the text. You're not you know, sort of all tabbing back and forth from the back end to the front end, hitting refresh, trying to see the, the page update. And it's a great sort of lead-in for folks to get used to using the front end customizer so they can actually visually uh, see the content display on their website. And it works perfect with Conductor uh, in terms of building call-to-actions or adding text around your content because the way we build our sites is with widgets, or the way Conductor builds a site is with widgets. And uh, Note just allows a person to start typing text right in the right in the body of their website, and it just makes the whole experience a lot easier. Yeah, that's so cool. That really sounds like a plugin that almost any WordPress user really could use. And I guess, as Doug said, that's almost a little bit of the challenge here, that uh, it's kind of also so looking at your sales page right now, Maybe one thing that would be good is having a couple of examples. So the example that you mentioned here with the newspaper and like moving headlines around and stuff like that, but giving like a couple more examples of what actually could be done. For example, can you build sales pages? Like did you build the sales page you've got here with Conductor? Yeah. So the quick story is right before WordCamp New York, we wanted to do some kind of larger promotion, right? And and really do like the, the typical marketing strategy so or promotional strategy. So what we did is we knew we were going to New York, and we knew that the New Yorker, uh, the website newyorker.com, recently got uh, rebuilt in WordPress or redesigned using WordPress. So uh, in our docs section, in the support section of our website, you can find this tutorial there. But what we did is we built the exact layout of the newyorker.com using Conductor. And we do it in like 30 minutes, and we provide all the code and the PHP and, and the CSS for you to just copy-paste into Conductor so that you can build a, an exact, not an exact pixel-to-pixel replica of the New Yorker, because that'd probably be illegal, but it's a similar layout, the way that they feature their posts on the top, the way they have their contributing authors, the way they have their slideshow. So we built all that using Conductor, and we gave it out uh, for free, and we promoted that in a video. And we captured about 160, and I just used, at that point, I was just using lead pages at that time because the product was still not mature enough, or our product was not mature enough. So we built a landing page with lead pages. I threw up the video, and we started promoting that two weeks before WordCamp New York. And then 
once we got to New York, you know, just showing people and demoing it out in the halls. We captured about 160 emails from that video. And then we did one day a beta sign up, a paid beta sign up, because I know I didn't want to do free because I, I wanted to make sure people were giving me feedback. Um, I want to make sure people were invested in the product. So we sold it for a hundred bucks and we got 42 signups in one day. So 4,200 bucks. And That's a pretty nice chunk of change for one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it was a great way to establish the idea and say, okay, people are willing to pay for this. And that's how we promoted it. And that was the biggest example. And, and uh, so again, long answer to a short question, we want to put out more examples and we have them in the docs, but, and that's what we're going to solve with content marketing, you know, building WooCommerce landing pages, building these landing pages with it is something that we want to use as our examples in our training to, for people to, to understand the product. So if anyone wants to check out Conductor plugin or uh, this this plugin note it's conductorplugin.com and we'll have links to everything in the show notes. So, just going back to the podcast, we were wondering if you were in our shoes, what would you do with WPcast? Having a co-host, I like that dynamic. I know I get sick and tired of listening to myself, so it's it's always great to have somebody else there to to sort of bounce your ideas off of. It's also smart for your audience because. Um, they like to sort of pick up on where you guys are at. So I like the way you guys do your updates and you share the experiences that you've, that you've been going through in your own business. So I like what you're doing there. If I were you, I would continue to do a mix of, of that, of your typical show, and bringing on guests because that's always healthy. People like to hear the interviews. And if you can, try to bring in folks that aren't in the WordPress space and just showing your audience how people are using WordPress in different ways. It's what I try to do. And it's very hard to move the battleship of the WordPress topic for me because I have so many people who are focused 100% on WordPress. I'll bring on marketers and you know, I'll get like hate mail <laughs> come through because they'll be like, I can't believe, you know, that you brought on this kind of marketer and people would never do that and uh, they should never sell their product like that. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to bring in outside perspective. And so I, I would try to focus on that as best you can. And my only hope is you do it still with WordPress uh, as the foundation because I think WordPress does have a branding problem. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what you know what Matt Mullenweg says. It does have a branding problem. Yeah. A lot of people are, are unwilling to, to pay for solutions. I mean, I, I have colleagues in my my colleagues in my area that I do business with and they're like, I'm just looking for this free plugin. I'm for like contact forms. Uh-huh. I'm like oh, gravity yeah. forms. Yeah. It's like done. And they turn to me and like, oh yeah, but it's paid. I'm like, come <laughs> on. It's 39 freaking dollars. Like you can't part with 39 bucks for your one site. I was just going to say it's uh, it's funny that, you know, how people have that mindset and you know, me personally, I'm I'm almost on the opposite mindset where if there's something that's paid, I'll look into it in even more detail because there's probably a reason why there's a paid version out there and it's probably right. a lot better than the free one. Right. Right. Yeah, so um I would continue what you guys are doing and, and how you're doing it. I like, I do enjoy the show. I would just, one, never fall into the pit of, of the podcast treadmill. If, if that's what it ever feels like to you, then you know, it might be time to start thinking of a different strategy. You know, never make it a throwaway media because I think we work really hard to, to produce this stuff. And yeah, if you can, just show off WordPress and, and what it can do and, and just try to bring up the value as best, as best you can, not just some throwaway tool because it just kind of degrades the market. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's great advice. And I think 
Doug and I, we are actually pretty well connected to marketers that are using WordPress. Actually, at least myself, I think I'm better connected to like marketers than to the WordPress community. And that's really part of the reason why I wanted to start I, this podcast. I know who they are. I know who they are, but I won't call them out on this show. But, <laughs> but I have heard them say things like, oh, yeah, just install a WordPress website. In 30 seconds, you're done. And there's your business. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> Anyway, so again, the plugin you launched is at conductorplugin.com. And uh, where else can people find you if they want to say hi or check out your podcast? Yeah, if they just want to say hi on Twitter, it's just at Matt Report. And the podcast is mattreport.com. Awesome. Thanks so much uh, for being on our show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. You can go to wpcast.fm to download our WordPress toolbox, which contains our 50 favorite tools. We'll see you next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.